0: Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We're talking about encountering God, and I feel like it's happening even in one week. I mean, from last Sunday to this Sunday, I feel a greater presence. Uh, anybody else here last Sunday, are y'all agreeing, or am I just hyped? Y'all feel it? I'm feeling a greater presence. We're talking about encountering God. I was asking the Lord, what do we need at Live Church the last month of the year? What do you want me to tell them? You know what I mean? I was excited. What do you want me to say? He said, tell them they need an encounter with me. I was like, oh. And not to offend anyone's personal life or personal relationship with God, but there's a certain encounter where when you encounter God in a certain way, you're never the same. Has anybody had that kind of God encounter where I'm never the same again? Moses had it at the burning bush. He was never the same again. People had it in the Bible, and a woman with the issue of blood, so many people who encountered God, and they were never the same again. If that has happened to you, what a wonderful change it has been. But God is saying there is yet still more. There's yet still more. We celebrate the great change that happened, not even realizing that there's so much more that needs to happen. He's not done with you. He has greater depth for you. And what I've learned about God is he reveals himself and he gives himself uh, at our capacity. As much as we can take, he gives. Um, the, the sermon again is, is never the same. I guess this is part two or 2.5 or part th- three. If you were here Wednesday, this would be probably the third time you're hearing it. Uh, but it's, it's, the sermon is never the same. And I wonder why we are scared. By the bless your word, it's already blessed. Let it fall on good ground in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. amen. Y'all glad you're here this morning? Yeah. I'm glad y'all are here. I'm really glad y'all are here. And again, I'm just, uh, if you allow me to be transparent again, It's amazing. I mean you see from your seat uh, Me and whatever's behind me on the screen or my wife or whatever, but I see a beautiful array of Kingdom people I I see what we prayed for I see black white Hispanic Asian I see older I see younger I see I'm like this is what we prayed for I didn't want to have a black church. I didn't want to have a young church Even though I'm black and young. I wanted wanted the kingdom of God to be drawn to the word of God and forever changed by it in Jesus' name. That's what we want. We want this experience to change you and encourage you and inspire you and give you spiritual momentum for the rest of the week. That's our intent. And we pray that that is happening each time you come to live. Is it happening a little bit? So thank you all, not just for coming, but for coming back. I know we don't have official uh, new members classes that'll start in January. We'll we'll let you. Oh, everything starts in January. Everything starts in January. my birthday's in January. January babies, can I hear you, please? (laughs) In February, March, all the rest of you, you guys are okay. But we start it off, you know what I'm saying? The January babies kick it off. So we set the tone for y'all year, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, so new, new members' classes we'll be having at the top of the year. We'll be announcing that soon. But just thank you all who come and who come back without, like, an official right hand of fellowship or certificate. Welcome to Live Church. You're a member. And I've been fighting what, what will we do to, to certify members. I don't know. What it give you a certificate, give you a badge, a button, a crayon? I don't know. I just say keep coming back. <laughs> uh, you know, so <laughs> Anyway. Uh, I'm not a member of Publix, but I go there all the time. <laughs> so maybe I am. So anyway, we're talking about encountering God and why so many people are afraid. So never the same as the sermon title. I don't know how much we'll be able to see. Again, we got to structure the stage so that screen could be seen. Wow. We talked about why people are afraid to encounter God. So, yeah, never be the same. Everybody say, I will, I will. never ever, ever. Be, the same. be the same and tell your neighbor and that's, a good thing. and that's a good thing those of you who like how you are will fight this change but we're going to talk about that today so I ain't going to say nothing more about that uh why are we afraid of God we've most of us as they said in the beginning and I'm glad they talked in the beginning uh are Afraid of his punishment and his judgment because we were introduced to God on the evil side. We're well, not the evil side But the mad side. He's the guy that wants you to always be right Or else he's gonna get you Period so old school church traditional church live right. I'm telling you so so there's no calamity that will hit you just live right because that's that's the that's the mad guy That if you ain't right, I'm telling you you can leave the lights kind of up how you had it Thank you so much. I just want to see every, everybody. I know you need a darker out there so I can be brighter up here I apologize for my complexion. God did that. So just brighten the lights. (laughs) We be trying to find the right camera angle. It's still dark. It's still... (laughs) I try to smile a lot so you can find me. Y'all laughing too hard, okay? All right. (laughs) Uh, Don't take yourself so seriously, guys. Laugh at yourself. So we fear his punishment, so now back in the day when I, when I was growing up, Pentecostal, apostolic, and I'm still found, founded in those roots, uh, but I grew up, I ain't never cuss. I ain't cuss, boy. I cussed one time on the basketball court, I think I told this story, I got fouled real hard, bang, hit my line, I was like, oh, s. So I'm on the ground for 11 minutes, <laughs> crying so hard. Everybody's running to me, Trib. they call me Tripp, Tripp, what's wrong man, where's it broke, what? they see no blood Nothing broken, but this boy is crying like his heart is on the ground somewhere I said I'm not hurt, I cussed and I'm going to hell <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday, I was probably 11 to 13 years old Because that's the hardest I ever prayed in my life Ever, that's the hardest I ever prayed in my entire life. That when I go to sleep, I want to wake up (laughs) here. I knew I was going to hell because I said the S word for the first time in my whole life. So I never cuss. I never went to clubs. I ain't sleep around. I ain't drink. I ain't smoke. I ain't do drugs, boy. I wore a suit to school every Sunday, purple. I was bored, but I did all those things, and my focus of living right was hell. Wow. Everything centered around don't go there. Don't go there. So my focus is this. I ain't, uh-uh, watch it. Watch that. Watch this. Don't, don't I know you're mad, but don't cuss because remember, <laughs> that hell. All right. I know you like her, but don't sleep with her because remember, hell. Okay. So my eyes was fixed on not going to hell, so I lived hell-free in my mind. But hell's not to be the focus of your life. That don't make you love God more because you fear hell. It doesn't make you love God more because you fear His punishment. Spouses who are abused by their husbands. Don't love them more. They just do right so they won't get smacked. So she's the most humble, nice. How you doing? Would you like some water? Oh, my God, your wife is so nice. Because she know. If that's any of you, be free in the name of Jesus. I'm not talking to you. And the devil is a liar. And your marriage will be restored in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's any of you. But that will make you love your husband more. You just fear his wrath. Which is not an enjoyable life. I'm going to skip to so many slides because I feel something right here. God's intent for your life was to be enjoyed, not endured. I feel something. This is the wrong side though. I'm going to try this side. Y'all hear that? His intention for your life is not... To be endured, but enjoyed. That's why you're here, to enjoy this experience, not endure it and go through and you live from pain to pain and storm to storm and trial to trial. What kind of life is that? Now, so most old school traditional churches preach about pain every week because it's a reality. I can talk about the happiest person's pain. Whoever's happy, I could talk about Oprah's pain. I don't even know. If she, I don't know what hers would be. But everybody has a pain point, so to play on that in the church is not cool. Talk about the joy of the Lord. Talk about in His presence is fullness of joy, and at His right hand are pleasures. Talk about that. Talk about weeping may endure for a night, but joy. Talk about I would that you would be in health and prosper Even as your soul prospers Talk about my God shall supply all of your needs We're not going to live storm driven So our only momentum to serve God is to avoid storms No, you can't avoid storms You can't So the, the, the thrust and the momentum that live will not be Pain, 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 get through it, make it known. You made it. Your navigation system knows where you are and where you are to end up. To your navigation system, you're already there. They just direct you from where you are to where they see you already are. You got to see yourself as already there. I skipped all the way to the end of the sermon y'all. I'm sorry about that. That is so rude Let me process you We fear God because we fear his punishment his judgment and his wrath and that's not the only side of God Matter of fact, that's not the most aggressive side of God. The most aggressive side of God is his goodness (laughs) See that word Y'all got to get used to that. If you're a visitor here at Liv, every time you say, like, God is good, we go crazy. Because he's a good God. Woo! <laughs> Woo! We believe God is good. Not just to everybody outside of us, but he's good. Some, tell your neighbor, he's good to me. And don't make me say something good. See? I told y'all. See, y'all don't, y'all don't know Liv. Let me not do that. I'm not doing that. So, (laughs) So we fear that. But the correct fear of God is, as they said earlier, reverence. Reverence is an outward expression of respect and honor. Outward expression. So my reverence to God is my fear of him. He's so much greater than me. How can I just stand with any type of arrogance without acknowledging how much greater he is than me? So there's very little or no swag in his presence towards him. But towards the world, with his presence, there's much confidence. Did, you, did y'all get that? So when you face the world, you face that with confidence and, and, and you know, strength in the Lord. But when you face him, you can't go with that same swag. You can't go with that same arrogance or pomp. You can't do that. So living a life like, I know you're greater than me, that's, that's called the fear of God. Which is the beginning of wisdom we said it last week. There are a lot of smart people, but there are not a lot of wise people People have PhDs, but they have poor wisdom. They have low wisdom. You got street smarts, but you still marry the wrong person Wisdom. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know you so I'm not talking about you like... Wisdom is from God and we need Wisdom so God is love the first scripture says uh, But the love it says beloved. You're already loved. I love that beloved. Let us love one another for love is of God somebody say love is of God, is God. I said it in Bible study of is different than being from When something is of you that's different than being from you this Christmas. You're gonna get some gifts from people From tie to live all right. It doesn't have to be part of me for me to for it to be from me. Matter of fact, my secretary can send it to your house, and I cannot even know what it is. So I don't want things that are from God only. I want things that are of Him. Yeah. Woo! Like, things that He only He can produce. When something is of you, that's something only you can produce. Sweat, tears, your voice, uh, uh blood, stuff like that is something of you. That, uh, that's why, woo. When it came time to make a proper sacrifice to God, he didn't want anything that was from anywhere else. He had to get something of deity. I'm sorry, I skipped to Jesus and that's next week. All right, so when you give of yourself, you're like, hallelujah. That's your voice. Nobody else has your voice. I said it Wednesday, if the whole church is screaming and praising and you're silent, heaven is missing a sound. I don't care how loud the music is. If you're silent, heaven is like, hey, where is it? Where is it? I hear it when she's complaining. I hear it when he's mad. I hear that voice when he's mad. But where, where is it when everybody's praising? Why are they quiet? Live. where is your voice when it's time to praise God? See, y'all still, you still looking at me. Don't be absent. When he's always present. Let your voice be heard. That's something you can give that's of, of you. Your tears when you cry. You know what I mean? He said they that's sow in tears, so in joy. She washed her feet with her tears, dried it with her hair. Her hair is of her. Something only she can produce. Too many people give God things from them, but not of them. Something only you can produce. Something that if you give it, part of you goes with it. That's why money is a big thing to give. It should be from us, but money has become of us. Money should be from us. It should just be currency. It's just current. It's a current. It comes and it goes. Money should. uh, I love this right here, what you're telling me, Holy Spirit, and I appreciate you dropping this on me. Help me articulate it to them how you just gave it to me. Money is currency. Like a current in a river It should always be in and out But current is always now So you should always have it <laughs> Thank you Holy Spirit I think they kind of got it But you're so great I could never say it like you gave it to me It should always be coming and going But because it's current it should always be here What are you saying Pastor? Don't worry about money Y'all miss what I'm saying? Don't worry about money. You will always have it, whether in great amount or little amount. You will always have it. Just make sure he can filter it through you. I heard a pastor say, if I can get it through you, I'll get it to you. Money is never meant to stay. It's currency. It moves. It's just meant for us to have more influence, kingdom influence. That's it. What do you need money for? I could do an interview right now. What do you, what do you need money for? Everybody's will be a bill, a house, a car, a, a business. It will be all like, okay. <laughs> like after the first row, we'll repeat it for a million times. I, like, oh, my God. And I said it last time, and I don't know why I'm going down this street, but let's just stay here. Most of our problems in marriages and relationships, your attitude sometimes is connected to a financial Disposition Money can change your attitude And you have the Holy Spirit Which can't change it I'm just questioning what God we serve and that's all So if I gave you a million dollars today Oh my God pastor Thank you Thank you And they say thank you with his presence here I'm questioning God's, that's all. I'm questioning what God we serve. So money can change your whole life, but the Holy Spirit cannot. I'm just, I'm just asking. And some of y'all are reasoning with me. I hear you. And it's not that it'll change my whole life, but it'll change some things significantly. For, so will the Spirit of God. Y'all, yeah, boy, you mean to tell me money can do something God can't do? The devil is a liar! whoops I feel this thing man are you kidding me so money can make you happy but not the joy of the Lord so money can give you peace but not the peace that passive all understanding so money can give you are you out of your mind live you should defy that enemy and give more I said it right you should defy that devil and give more this don't mean more to me than the lover of my soul You should give more today right in that God's face. But Christmas is coming up. So what? It came up last year. It's going to come up next year. So your whole life revolves around money. When God is fighting for that spot. No, God is dying for that spot. How did money get that spot and money didn't die on a tree? How did money get that spot and it didn't rise again? How did money get that spot and money don't love you? How did money get that spot? Excuse that tangent. I hear you theologians, money and thrift all things. I hear y'all, man. He gives you power to get wealth. He gives you wisdom to get finances. He gives you creative ways. He gives you different things. He'll give you an invention. He'll give you a way to make money nobody ever heard of. As long as the source is him, seek ye first. He didn't say only. Get a job. I mean, get... Let me say this loud and clear. Get a job. Some of y'all are like, see, God God, is my money. I'm quitting today. See, that's why I like this church. I'm quitting today. You better not quit. (laughs) Let me me make sure I'm being a balanced preacher here, love. Do not quit your job. (laughs) Make your money, but make God God and not money. Amen? All right, excuse that tangent, y'all. So love is of God. It's of God. He that loveth is born of God. He that doesn't love doesn't know God. For God is love. Everybody say God is love. love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us because he sent his only son. That's so amazing. This is how he proved his love. He gave. He proved his love. For God so loved the world that he gave. When someone loves, they give. You can tell. You don't have to ask if someone loves you. You can tell by what they give you. If people say they love you and they just hang around while you give, they don't love you. No. They love what you give them. Let that thing stop. (laughs) Let that thing stop. Don't give them a ride. Don't support their little web page. I mean, don't like their pictures. Why do not you like my pictures? I'm sorry, I was living. But let it stop being a one way thing, and you'll see who loves you by what they give you. Action neighbor, neighbor, you said you love me, but what have you done for me lately? Come on, Janet. Are <laughs> oh, you getting serious? Okay, I'll just play, I'll just play, I'm playing. She's like, that's true. What have you done? Seriously. We need to step outside for a second because this is crazy. She was going all. There. It is impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible. For the the uh, no, the next scripture, the next scripture. Thank you. The one who draws near to God, you must believe that he exists. How many of you all believe that God exists? Cool, I'm gonna move quickly. I believe that he exists and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you try to go after him, he'll reward you. Re- the, re- the reward is not in the accomplishment, the reward is in the attempt. That's a lack praise right there. God rewards not the accomplished, he rewards the, t- the trier. Look at your neighbor and say, just try, he'll reward your attempt. Two fish and five loaves was that boy's attempt to feed over 5,000. That was a sad attempt. But God took that try. God will take your try and reward it. And what you'll have left over is more than enough. Y'all got to help me preach this morning. Tell your neighbor, let him take your try. He rewards tries. Some of us haven't even tried, but we just got an a, a, a irritated disposition. Or if you tried it once. Now I did that. Okay. His mercy is new every morning. He'll, he'll get a second one. First of all, he want to see if you're serious or spoiled. You are talking to me today. God wants to see if you are serious or spoiled. Spoiled people get it the first time and don't care nothing about who gave it to them. They just want what they want. But when you're serious about it, you'll knock until somebody answers. You'll ask until it's given. You'll seek until you find it. Ask your neighbor are you serious or are you spoiled? When I'm serious, I'll keep going until it happens. When I'm serious, y'all. If you're serious about dating somebody, you will blow their DMs up until you get a response. You'll follow them in, 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 in public be all in the second hour. Line. When you serious about dating somebody, I will stalk my breakthrough. I will stalk my blessing. I will stalk my deliverance. I will stalk my peace. Oh God. I'll stalk it. I will stalk it. I'll stalk it. I don't creep on nobody's page. I try not to. What I mean by creep, they say you creep if you look at it and don't like it. I don't like every picture. Excuse me, uh, older young people. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Instagram and all this, you know, frivolous stuff. Excuse me. But there are some here that can relate. I'll come right back and get you. I don't start people's page. But I will, boy, for what I'm serious about, I will get straight on your nerves You know who's serious? Children. Ma, 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 ma. What? Once, because you don't understand when God don't respond immediately to your first ask it ain't about him holding something from you it's about him cultivating something in you patience good God (laughs) that's just one thing humility good God I don't like this but this is what happens when you don't get it right away faith you mess around, you mess around pray every day for the same thing and stuff is getting cultivated in you. Have you ever looked for your keys and found your glasses? <laughs> Could you help me mellow please? Nobody's talking to me this morning. Have you ever been looking for one thing and found seven seven other things? <laughs> that you didn't even know was missing. God said, when I don't answer you right away, you're finding other things. You're adding to your faith, knowledge, patience, virtue. You're adding, oh God, oh God. Keep asking, because you're adding when you ask. Something is being added each time. Ooh. something's been added you ooh, you are talking today Holy Spirit is talking today you are never just praying it never just stops that amen something happened ooh, I feel this so so strong in my spirit if you can get heaven's view Something happens every time you pray. First of all, that is the ultimate expression of faith. How you going to talk to nothing? Okay, never mind. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. That's the ultimate expression of faith is prayer. Something happens in your life every time you pray. Doubt is adjusted. Fear is maneuvered. Y'all, so what? You didn't get what you asked for that day. Something got maneuvered. Something got changed. You feel better for the moment because peace is increased. Something, ah, I feel the Holy Ghost, man. Something happens every time you try. I said all that to say try to find him. I saw this is a long way of saying try to find him. Nothing ever, never happens ever, never. Whatever that I'm trying to say. Something's always happening. Thank you, love. Get your microphone and just say it. When I I encounter God, I encounter his love because God is love. I encounter his goodness because he is good. These are things he is. Okay? He cannot be without this. He cannot be separated from his goodness because he is good is. Uh, he can't be separated from his love. I want to drill this because this wasn't drilled when I was coming up in church. All right, I learned more about the devil in hell than God in heaven. Amen. So I want to make sure we're not going down that same path. Okay, Things doesn't have to see it doesn't have to seem good to be good. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? I could be in a corner quiet back there I'm, I'm black. I'm still black and young. My black and youngness don't have to always be expressed for it to be a reality. God is always good, whether you got a five, whatever, an increase or something amazing happens, or if silence is there. He's still good. <laughs> it doesn't change. I want to keep drilling that, but I'm going to move to the... The next one, when you encounter God, you encounter his goodness, you encounter his love, you encounter his mercy. Like like what the Lord was telling me, I don't know if I got it on my slides, but the Lord was telling me last night, Jesus only exists as an expression of my love. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. The only reason why Jesus was made manifest It's so that God can continue to be good to us. (laughs) It's coming, it's coming. It's not that he don't like us because we so, um, and stinks in my nostrils that you're a sinner, get away from me. (sighs) Be gone. God never ran from a sinner, but sinners run from God. So it's not so much that he's so holy that he can't stand sinners, no. He's so holy that we can't stand his presence. Can you imagine a light so bright that the closer you get to it, it'll burn you? Y'all remember Wolverine and he was coming close to Phoenix? I'm sorry, I'm back on the young people. But just imagine a movie where these two superheroes, so the Phoenix is up there all lit, she all demonic looking and all. I don't wanna say demonic because I'm about to use her to be God, but you know what I'm saying. She all up there all arrayed in all her glory. So this woman, I don't know if y'all know this movie, it's the X-Men, right? So she turns into the phoenix, and she's like this unstoppable force. She's not walking. She's just gliding. She's a gliding light. (laughs) Just gliding. Everywhere she comes near is disintegrated into dust. Watch movies. You'll get more saved. I'm just playing. (laughs) I'm just playing. (laughs) See, pastor (laughs) said, so I'm going to watch the new Denzel movie to see what God is saying. (laughs) Everything she comes near And I got to take steps She's gliding The force of her light and glory Is disintegrating everything It becomes dust Soldiers are fighting (laughs) They just shred into dust That's how holy God is So he says Adam Don't eat up the tree Because I want to continue to chill with you Once sin comes in, you won't be able to handle my awesomeness. I'm too awesome for any sin to dwell anywhere in my vicinity. I'm too powerful for any darkness to have any place in my space. So I will completely destroy you by coming close to you. So that's the thing. Like God is like, oh, they're sinning. Oh, they're disobeying me. He's not upset. If he's upset, he's upset that he can't express his goodness the way he wants to. How could I get close to them without destroying them? Because I want to be close. It's like rogue. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm preaching X-Men terms. I'm coming back for older young people. I'm coming back. Rogue. Her power was that she sifted somebody else's power. So if she touched you with her wrong hand, she'd be like, hey, how you doing? They'd be like, mm. Whoever she touched, she took, she she depleted them. But God is like, I want to touch you without depleting you. God is like, I want to love you without losing you. I want to hold you without hurting you. How can I get close to them? Oh, I know what we need. You know how when you're in the hospital, in ICU, and it's very serious, everybody got to put on plastic. Everybody got to put on gloves. Everybody got your whole body, face mask, all that. Art. You just got to come in like the plastic man to get close. So God said, let me put on the plastic man. The plastic man was born of a virgin. Because I want to get close to them. But they can't touch me like that. They can't get close to me like that. So now that we have put on Christ, we can handle being being in the presence of God. Now God can be good to us because we are covered. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm covered. That's why I can handle his blessings. That's why I can handle his presence. That's why I can handle his glory. Because I put on Christ. Christ is the mediator. He intercedes for us. He's the only way we can handle God. Without Christ, we wouldn't be able to handle God, and God will forever be frustrated with us. That's why he intercedes for us. That's why the, I'm talking fast because he's talking. That's why the Bible calls him a wonderful counselor. Jesus is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, father. hold on, father, hold on, father, hold on, sinner. Hold on, father, hold on, sinner. Let's talk about this, guys. He's the counselor. Not just to us, but to the Father. Y'all quiet. Jesus brings us to the table. Wow! He says, Y'all recline in that seat. Recline. Now, sinner, I understand. I've been through it. I was tempted at all. with Father, you got to understand. It's hard. To Jesus is the counselor. Ha! I got to go. I got to go. Jesus is next week. We're talking about Jesus next week. Today, God the Father. Whoa! Counselor <laughs> Yeah that's a good praise place Right there Somebody just shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Say thank God, for Jesus. thank God for Jesus Let me bring this to a close Can we skip down to Skip to the Tenth slide I only did two But let's skip those eight <laughs> I gotta get you this I preached this several times But you got to get this, when you encounter God, you encounter his love, his grace, his goodness, mercy, and your identity. Jacob is left alone. He's about to encounter God. Jacob is left alone and a man came and wrestled with him. Hmm. Until daybreak. Now, I want to talk about some things some people say this was the angel of God. Most people say that. Somebody say that some say it was God himself in the flesh. Uh, I have another spin on it. I don't want to present that now because I want to keep it uh, celestial, for lack of a better word. Now, will something godly just come down and fight you? Was this an angry bird angel? Is this an angry bird? And a man came and wrestled with him. I don't think he came down like Jacob. You going? I don't think he came down fighting Jacob. I think Jacob was resisting his intention. Whatever he came down and said, Jacob was fighting it. Why would an angel come down and fight a human? I mean, if you got an answer, I'm open to it. Cool. He wrestled (laughs) a man. This was after, now Jacob was on the run here because he messed up. He lied to his father. He tricked his brother out of his birthright. He's scared now. He's on the run. He's left alone. And here an angel visits visits him. Aren't you glad God doesn't leave us when we sin, man? (laughs) Did you hear that? Yeah. I just believe that Jacob was like resisting God. I think naturally we resist good. I want to get this point out, and I'm almost done, but i got to get this. I'm trying to get this together. I think naturally we resist good and blessings, and we just naturally, like, hey, I want to give you this. Why? I'll be sitting here flagging $100. Just like. You understand what I'm saying? We resisted. I could be like, hey, let me teach you how to use this sword. This is an ancient samurai sword. Let me teach you. You'd be like, ooh. But i say, well, let me teach you a scripture, which is the sword of the spirit, and be like, uh. <laughs> We're more inclined to carnal things than the spiritual. So here he is wrestling an angel. The next slide says, when the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip joint, and Jacob's hip was dislocated as he wrestled with him so that's a more accurate description. Jacob wrestled with the angel and when the angel saw that this is a stubborn one he touched his hip and it was out of socket. Okay we fight God's we fight his way. We, we fight it and I don't know why if it's better for us why do we fight it? If God says, I have something amazing for you, it's better for you, it's going to cost you, we fight it. Because we love, that's what I was going to go in the beginning. If you love yourselves, you'll resist identity. You'll resist new identity if you love the you you are. Especially if people made you, if you feel like people made you how you are with such disappointment and pain. And now, oh, ain't nobody ever going, nah, they ain't never, nobody's ever going to get me like that again. So now you got this new self that you proud of. Because now it's a rock that ain't nobody penetrating. You're a businesswoman, you're a businessman, and you handle everything at arm's length. What's up? You good? Good. So you got this new self. Now God is coming to break that, and you like, huh? And he like, <laughs> oh God, I'm not even going to slap you. Let me just touch your hip. <laughs> I'm not even going to slap you. You can't handle my slap. I'm just going to touch your hip. And it's going to break. Because the Bible says his spirit will not strive with man always. He's not going to keep trying to get you to do it his way. I think, oh, speaker, I think we think when the Bible says his spirit will not always strive with man, that at some point the spirit is going to leave. That's the, the assumption. His spirit will not always wrestle with man. He ain't going to keep trying to make you live, right? He's just going to leave. No, because the word can't return void. So what I see in this scripture, good God Almighty, is his spirit will not always strive with man. I'm not going to keep fighting you. At some point, I'm just going to win. <laughs> it got quiet at living. I don't know why. I'm not going to keep wrestling you. At some point, you're going to do it my way. At some point. You're going to live the way I see you living. At some point, you're going to do what I ask you to do. I'm not going to keep wrestling with you. At some point, something's going to break. Woo! And I'm here to tell you, live. don't let it break. You can do right before something get broke. You can obey before it break. Look at your neighbor and say, don't let it break. Don't let your finances dry up. Don't let your friends all leave you. Don't lose your job. Don't lose your marriage. Don't lose your mind. Break before he breaks it. You feel me? It's way better when you break. Because he ain't going to keep wrestling with you. At some point, he's just going to win. The man said, let me go for the day breaketh. Jacob said I will not let you go until you bless me see a blessing stalker Live I'm almost done y'all. I got like 10 more minutes in me, but I can't leave Without inducing to you the spirit of a blessing stalker. I Need y'all to be a stalker for your blessing a stalker for your healing looking through the windows of the house of healing Like Google stuff that'll make you better and add prayer to what you Google. That's stalking it. That's stalking your healing. Look up something that'll help what you want to achieve and then put your prayer on it. What'll give me peace? Google it. Read the word. Add it. That's stalking your peace. Y'all not stalkers in here. You're passive and you're spoiled. But is there anybody in here serious about your joy? Serious about your peace? Stalk it. I'm not letting you go. I'm not leaving until you bless me. Woo. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't going nowhere. He said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Jacob means trickster, supplanter. It means heel catcher. Esau came out first and he caught his heel. So twins came out. One was on the ankle of the other. heel catcher. That's not who God designed you to be. God didn't design you to have success on the heels of something else. You're not a heel catcher. You don't catch the tail end of something and get in by the skin of your teeth. He has designed success for you. He has a a way prepared for you. Your gift has made room for you. You don't have to catch the heels of nobody else's blessing. Y'all missing what I'm saying, man favor is on your life you don't have to Oh God! don't grab everything that's leaving you're not going to miss your season live I'm prophesying you're not going to miss your season I don't care how old you are I don't care if somebody else is doing your idea you will not miss your season you will not miss your favor you will not somebody can steal your idea and you do it When, when you do it everybody likes yours better He'll give you favor in the eyes of those who matter. My mentor said that. He said, my name is Jacob. This is my closing right here. Never call yourself what you've done. If you did it and woke up, you can be a new you. You don't have to wake up like, oh, I can't believe I did that last night. I can't believe I did that a couple of hours ago. I, if you woke up, it's a, oh, a fresh batch of mercies in my room. Y'all got quiet for some reason. <laughs> Could somebody just sniff a fresh batch of mercies in my room, it's like the same. <laughs> woo, woo, to some of y'all smell like coffee, to some of y'all smell like flowers. But I'm letting you know, every morning you wake up, just take a sniff, you got a fresh batch of mercies. And his mercies are new for a reason so that you can be new. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So you don't have to arrest yourself to what, what you did 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago. You don't have to handcuff yourself to a mistake to the point where when somebody asks, who are you? Liar. Who are you? Adulterer. Who are you? Alcoholic, drug addict. Who are you? Fornicator. Who are you? Bitter. Who are you? Depressed. Right, right. If I'm asking you who you are, it's an opportunity to change it. Yeah. If God is asking you who you are, it's an opportunity to change who you are. Hallelujah. He called himself what he did. Never call yourself your last season. Because he didn't lie with arrogance. He was on the run, he was scared. He had to have felt some type of remorse or sorrow, which is towards repentance and change. For you to be on the run and not just steal from your brother like, Go, get, get him out of here. Like No, he didn't have arrogance. He has some type of soft heart. So why call yourself your last season? Some of your only identity is in what you've done. When you go to LA, and I, hi, if anybody's watching from Los Angeles, good to see you guys. It's like the land of bout to's. Like, I'm, I'm about to do this, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm having a meeting, and I, I'm about to, I'm about to, what's your name, Fire Engine? Fire engine, that's your name. Nobody's name is really their name there. They have all stage names and Hollywood names and they use that opportunity to change. Now, while most of that is La La Land and while it won't, won't happen for most of them, nobody's looking backwards. Yeah, I just moved to LA because I'm about to do modeling. I'm about to, you got, oh, you got an engine? No, no. you got calls? No, I'm about to start modeling. The, they, they looking forward at least. Now, they probably left Chicago where they got 16 kids by four people, but they starting fresh in L.A. (laughs) If they can do it in L.A., you can do it in Christ. That's all I'm saying. Can y'all clap for that, please? I took a long time to get to that point. God bless you. Thank you. If they can do it in just being in L.A., you can do it just being in Christ. You can start fresh. You can look forward. Don't call yourself your last season. Don't sabotage the new you by connecting yourself to the old you. All right, let me get out of here. He said, thy name shall no more be called Jacob. I like that. He didn't say, no, you ain't. Your name ain't Jacob. Okay, that's who you are, but no more. Today, some of you are, yeah, that's a good clap right there. That's a good clap. Some of y'all are facing your no more moment. This is a no more moment for a lot of you in here. Yeah, it happened five minutes ago, and you had plans to do it tonight, but no more. You encountered, oh God, this encounter will leave you changed in the name of Jesus. This God encounter, when you leave, you'll never be the same. No more shall you be called Jacob. Look at this. But Israel, never heard that word before in the whole Bible. God's giving you a new name. A new name. Except the name he gives you. It might not be what everybody else's name is. Gospel artist, wife, husband. You're looking for those names because of your desire. Maybe God will give you a name ain't nobody ever heard before. (laughs) Israel. Look at your neighbor and say, my name is Israel. For as a prince. Whoa, a prince. I went from a problem to a prince. I went from a trickster and a liar to a prince. You got power with God and with men and has prevailed. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do the rest. Go quickly, please. The next one. Jacob said, what is your name? He said, why are you asking me that? And he blessed him there. He blessed him there. God is about to bless you right where you are. Whew, I feel that God is about to bless you right where you are. He blessed him there. He was on the run, but he blessed him there. He was in hiding, but he blessed him there. Wherever you are, he's about to bless you there. Next scripture, let me move quickly. Look at somebody and say, I'm about to be blessed right here. Next one, next one, I'm moving quickly. Here's God. They said this earlier Do you despise the riches of God's goodness? I'm about to bless you right there, even if you're a sinner, even if you're doing wrong, because it is the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. It's not the it's not the punishment of God that gets you to change. It's his goodness. Woo! The way that God gets sinners to repent is not spankings and judgment. It's goodness. I'm going to be so good to you. You're going to be like, what must I do to be saved? I'm about to be so good to you that you're going to say, I need to change my thoughts, my ways, my behavior, my actions. Not because I fear his punishment, but because he's so God uses his goodness to change people. Moses thought he had a good posture with God. We homies, show me your glory. We cool now. Show me your glory. I want to see your splendor and amazement. Out of all the sides of God, Uh he could have shown Moses. He could have took him to heaven real quick. Oh my, back out. He could have showed them the, the pearly gates. He could have showed them the, gold, the streets paved with gold. But he showed them his goodness. He said, get behind Jesus, I mean the rock. <laughs> I can't wait till next week. Woo, because you can't handle me unless you're in Christ. Okay. Get behind the rock, and I'll allow my goodness to pass by you. I asked to see his glory, he chose to show his goodness. And God was so good. When Moses saw that, he was like, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. He wrote Genesis without being there. And Abraham laughed at Sarah. That's Moses writing that. God could so, be so good to you, you'll start seeing stuff. Never mind. You'll start getting a revelation on things you don't have to experience. I, okay. Next one, last one. Here we go. Jacob named the place Peniel because I've seen God face to face. I've had an encounter. My life has been saved. The sun rose and passed. Jacob was limping because of his thigh. He's never the same, he now has a limp. He now has something to remind him I've been with God. Nine times out of 10, a, 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 a supernatural encounter will have a lasting effect on you naturally, something will change naturally. I'm not saying pain or a limp, but the way you talk, the way you, are, something will adjust naturally. I wanna to get to this point before I let you guys go. I rushed through all those scriptures to get to this point because I wanted to finish, but we'll go back. Y'all know how we do on Wednesdays if you come. I'll unpack it more. I wanted to get to this point. There is something I would say, don't, don't put this in the Bible because I'm the pastor. This is just my personal opinion. So I'm saying it could be challenged. There is something more amazing than seeing God while we're on earth. Because when you see God, when you expect to encounter him, and you, however you see it, it's a bright light, it's just an aura of peace, it's a man with, I don't know how you see God in your imagination, but imagine you seeing him for real and you're like, oh. you would expect splendor. You would expect an array of power. You would expect energy and awesomeness. You would expect to be in all. He is God. Even though he will blow our expectations with the reality of who he is. So let's not just, let's not belittle that. But to me, in the earth realm, even more amazing than seeing God is seeing how he sees us. Because that's the one we don't expect. Jacob was honest. I'm a liar. At least he worshiped him in spirit and in truth. I'm a liar. I don't do right. I tricked my brother. I got this birthright by theft. So I'm I'm, I'm the worst. I see you as Israel, as a prince. Seeing how God sees you is more amazing than seeing God. Not more amazing. It's just as amazing. Because I don't want y'all going home with a different. The story goes, the guy named Jeffrey, he had an out-of-body experience. I don't know whether he died for a moment or had a, you know, he was unconscious for a moment. In that experience, he had a visitation, and he was in heaven. Jeffrey is looking At all this splendor. And he was in heaven with his cloak. He had a prayer cloak that was real dirty. He had it for years. He probably got it from Jerusalem when he went to the Holy Land. He had a cloak. So every time he goes to pray, he has this real humble rag on. He's in heaven and the scene is beautiful. He's trying to explain it. I'm listening to his story. He's trying to explain the story. He can't find words to... To describe the color red in heaven. He's like, I'm eating this fruit and it was red. It's so beautiful. I'm trying to give you a picture of how awesome everything is. And he's on his knees in his raggedy jacket, dusty, and he sees these feet come with holes in them. Exactly. He's like, Jesus. He doesn't look up, he sees a hand come down with a hole in it. He takes his hand, he doesn't look up. He hears a voice say, would you like to see how I see you? Of all the things he could have saw in heaven, the son asks, would you like to see how I see you? Jeffrey answers, Yes, yes, Lord, I would love to see. He's expecting to look up. Jesus, or the image in his moment, pulls off the cloak, the dusty, dirty cloak, and he stands him up. When he stood up, he had the most prestigious golden armor on. It was completely gold, a gold he had never seen before. Shield, gold, gold, helmet. He's he's literally like a, a little light himself. And the closer he is to Jesus, the brighter his light is. So he's reflecting the sun. It's this golden soldier that he saw. And he is in a, he's, I'm trying to, he's in heaven, but amazed at how he looks. So you expect a certain amazement in heaven, but you don't expect God to view you a certain way. If you see how God views you, you will never be the same again. He got up there and he said, why am I in gold? He said, why, why do I have this gold? You can play. I'm done. I'm sorry. That helps me be quiet. Why am I in gold? Why, why do I have this? Why am I arrayed? What's going on? Can you tell me why am I? He said, this is how I see you. I see you finished. <laughs> Live. God does not see you on the way. He does not see you in process. He takes you through the process because he sees you finished. Whoa! He don't see you being healed. He sees you healed. He doesn't see you being happy. He sees you happy and blessed. God sees you finished. So when he talks to you, he talks to the finished you. Which is why most most things he tells us seems beyond us. It's not beyond you. It's actually your next step. It's your next step. God sees you finished. And that's why he can be good to you. He can be good because he doesn't see me where I am now. He sees me finished in Christ. The work of Christ is finished. And we are now in him completed. The Bible says we are all in Christ seated now in heavenly places. The Bible says the Bible says now we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say now. Yeah, if God is eternal, he can see that. He can see that. Just because you couldn't see who you are it doesn't mean your father doesn't God sees you finished, which is why he speaks to your true identity. Stop saying, Jacob, you're Israel. You're Israel. I see you finished. I see you blessed. I see you restored. I see you healed. I see you delivered. I see the next you. And when you get there, I'll see the next you. And when you get there, I'll see the next you. And when you get there, I'll see the next you. you. Aren't you glad somebody sees beyond where you are right now? I wouldn't want to be judged by where I am right now. I would want somebody to see more for me. He sees you finished. Everybody standing. He sees you finished. He sees you finished. That is so beautiful. He sees you finished. He sees you strong. You feel weak this morning. God sees you strong. He sees you good. He, he sees you restored. The good news is, no walking. We're going home. No walking, please. We're all going home together. The good news is, you always treat a thing how you see it. Some people are walking around, what up, Ty? What's good? And that's fine. Some people call me. They see me as, the, I don't know. Some people say, hey, Pastor, how are you? My kids said, hey, Dad. My wife said, yo, babe. You treat a thing how you see it. You treat a person how you see it. This is good news, especially if he sees us finished. Are you hearing me? He sees us finished. So he treats us as he sees us. That's why it's easy for him to bless us because he don't see the sin we did last night. He treats you as he sees you. I see you in Christ. I see you as my own child. I see you restored. I see you blessed and provided for. So he treats you as such. Isn't he a good God? God, I thank you for your identity for me. My family has described me as something. My parents named me something. My friends see me as something online. I portray I'm something. But you have my true identity. You see me finished. You pull the cloak off. You see the finished me. And it's good. Most of us would not want that cloak pulled off because of what's under it, but you can't imagine what he sees. He sees a beautiful, finished work. So live. Pick your head up, please. Live. Live. Start seeing God as a loving, giving, good father and treat him that way. Treat the thing how you see it. Are you hearing me? You are blessed. You are loved. And his work in your life is already finished. Father, thank you for your love, your mercy, your patience with us. But most of all, (laughs) your goodness. You are so good to us. Let us stalk that goodness. Let us look for it intently every day. When every day we can always see what's wrong or always see what irritates us. Nah, we're looking for your goodness. Because I would have faded unless I believed to see your goodness in the land of the living. We don't want to wrestle against your view of us. I don't want our minds to be so stubborn and so locked on how, what we've created in the culture. Man, miss me on that. We surrender. Give us your way in Jesus' name. Everybody say, I give up. I surrender. And I receive your view of me say i give up i surrender and i receive your view of me say i give up i surrender and i receive your love for me your goodness to me your favor to me and your view of me in the name of jesus thanks for listening to today's message we pray you were blessed by god's word If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.